Welcome back to the Vet SOS podcast brought to you by the network. Vet SOS is a proud member and glad to be a part of the parade deck community. Remember, don't drown the sea in transition. Grab the Vet SOS lifeline. Eric, today is a special episode, brother. We got John Green here uh, with us talking about Operation Barnabas. This is an organization here locally in Jacksonville that, I, that I'm uh, participating in. Love the organization. Can't wait to get into this with John and, and see where it goes. Uh, as always, I'm here with my co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you doing today? Brother, I am well. I am well. It is a dreary Saturday here, uh, it but it. Uh, but I'm doing well, man. I've got a cup of coffee. I've got one of my best friends here with Sean, and then I get to I get to hang out with John, dude. I'm pumped up. Let's get after it. Let's do it. Oh, you're not going to do your catchphrase? <laughs> Pitter-patter, let's get at her. Yeah, for, uh, for all those just learning, uh, I think that phrase was coined at the mix, so... Uh, <laughs> You'll be hearing that a lot more out of Eric, no doubt. So let's get right into it here. We got John Green Jr. He's the founder of Transformative Education Services, Trinity Transportation, and Operation Barnabas. He earned a BA in English Education and a Master in Educational Leadership from the University of North Florida. John was an educator for 25 years, serving as an English math teacher, at-risk computer lab coordinator, coach, athletic director, and principal. So essentially, he was the only person at the school doing everything. Uh, in 2018, John left public education to work full-time in ministry. He began working in the youth ministry through First Baptist Church here in Orange Park, uh, where he joined the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, co-founded by a co-founded Operation Barnabas, and became the character coach for the Jacksonville Athletic Academy. Through these ministries, John has mentored thousands of young people, military veterans, and first responders, and assisted in the restoration of 157 of our nation's heroes from homelessness to wholeness. In 2023, John founded Trinity Transportation with a business model of a for-profit business funding a nonprofit ministry and employing veterans in the program. And believe me, that was the abbreviated version of the bio. John has, is well accomplished in several areas. John, I'm so excited to have you on here today. How you doing? Thanks, guys. Hey, I, I'm sorry I had to do that to you. I just my wife wrote that, so I don't know. <laughs> I think it's all good. I think it's all true. <laughs> there you go. There you go. She said it. It's got to be truth. <laughs> so, all right. So, John, I'm really curious. You know, ha haven't got to know you over the last couple months. Yeah, I don't think you and I ever talked about the journey. So, I'd love for you to tell us about the journey today about how. Being an educator for 25 years, you made that journey into ministry and, and eventually starting Operation Barnabas and, and several other things. So if you would, please enlighten us a little bit on that journey from being an educator to minister. So it's really a long story and more lo longer than this podcast. I probably should write it in a, in a book or a novel. But um, the main the main thing that happened is, is um, I took a job in uh, Bradford County as a principal. And right about that time, the, uh, the Parkland shooting had occurred. And so in a very short period of time, uh, I went from a career long educator. That's all I thought I'd ever be a coach, a teacher. I, that's all I wanted to be um, to. I was the first principal in the state of Florida to, to carry a firearm on a campus. I was the oh, first wow. guardian and uh, it was kind of shocking. It was surreal. It really was. Um, I, I can remember the first day that I that I put the the uh, I wore an ankle holster and uh, and I'm getting ready for school like I had every day for 20 plus years. And, and I'm putting a gun on my ankle and it was just it was just surreal. It really was. I just didn't. And knowing what I could potentially have to use that for um, was just kind of shocking to your system. And uh, right after that, shortly after that, I had a student, uh, seventh grader, commit suicide. And mm -hmm. so kind of the combination of those two things, you know, the the, the carrying the weapon on the campus and then and having a seventh grader, 12 years old, uh, kill him to take his life. Mm -hmm. I just realized there, 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 
I wanted to do more. I wanted to be able to do more than I was already doing. And I'm a Christian uh, and, and I know that my journey, my story, I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys today if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, if it wasn't for God. So um, I wanted to be able to share that message with as many people as possible. So that was kind of the transition. Uh, I told my wife first time ever. I know you're supposed to have a kind of a job lined up before you quit your job, but I put a resignation in in February, really not having any idea what God was going to lead me to. I just knew that I needed to do more and wanted to do more. Um, and that led me to, like I said, First Baptist Church and FCA and my best friend Trey and us found in Barnum. It kind of just all happened. God, you know how God is. He just kind of pours it out at once. And um, and that's how that's how I began in ministry. That's, a, that's an amazing uh, journey uh, to, to, to go from there. And, and just those two big, I, I would say, monumental events um occurring because i i never really even give gave it a thought about the the teachers you know carrying weapons and uh even though i have a, a child in middle school it wasn't really something i really thought about and mm-hmm. to hear that from you is uh that that had to just completely change your point of view it changed everything i mean it really did we did six months of training with the uh the bradford county swat team so we went through a watered down version of, of what the swat team guys have to go through and you know we were training for that that whole period that time and it just like i said it just it kind of hits you that first day though when you went to school it's one thing to be doing it on the range or you know in a simulation kind of situation like they took us through but then when you put the actual you know weapon on your and, and then went to school that day and you're walking around with it on your ankle it just it did it changed everything uh it changed my whole view wow wow so tell I'm, I'm I'm baffled. I don't I'm not normally at a loss of words there, Sean. Um, no, 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 you're not. That is that is I can't even imagine you know, as somebody who, you know, carried a gun right for a long time. That's that sounds so normal. But you're right. That environment that you had to walk that that firearm into changes everything about it. Yeah. Um, thank you for doing that as, as a dad. Right. As, as a as, as a guy who's raised kids. Thank you for being the one that stood up um, and decided he was going to be a part of what protected our children. That, that means a lot. Um, yeah. And I hope if, if no one else has thanked you, I'm, I'm going to thank you. Um, all right. Tell us about Operation Barnabas. I want to hear more about this. I know Sean's talked to me a little bit. We've got to talk offline a little bit and I've gotten like some tidbits, but I want to know more. So the same time when I was at Bradford Middle School, um, my wife and I had made a, a commitment. We were attending First Baptist Church Orange Park and we had kind of made it a commitment to ourselves that we had seen in, in my journey and, and, and other people's journeys. And this is not a knock on churches. It's just reality. Like we had seen so many times where people would come turn their life around, turn their life over to Christ. They're leaving, you know, this 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 past that was full of sin and and garbage. And, 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 and then, man, they turn their life this other direction and we baptize them. We dunk them in the water. And then it's like, good luck. <laughs> Have fun out there. Uh, and for me, when I made that transition, that was the two toughest years of my life. It really was. It was, I was 28 years old. Um, mm. and, and I got saved, Christ saved me, but I'm still running with the same cats. I'm still running with the same knuckleheads, man. And I'm still in that world and I don't know how to get out of it. And there really wasn't anybody to disciple me at the time. And, and, uh, and so I just, like I said, made a commitment, my wife and I, that, Hey, you know, we're going to start discipling people. We're going to start, com- you know, do mentoring people. And I was in a gymnasium at our church and I uh, saw this guy getting baptized on a horse trough in our, in our gymnasium. It was dark. I couldn't quite see who it was. And uh, then his wife got in and she got baptized. And I looked at my wife and I said, you know, that's them. And I had no idea that our daughters had already met up in Sunday school 
And that afternoon, my daughter asked if she could go hang out with this young lady um, that she was only 10 years old at the time. So, of course, I'm like, well, I got to meet the parents, you know. And so she's like, well, great. They're coming. They're on their way here. So <laughs> I literally opened the door when they showed up. And when I tell the story with Trey, I'll tell it tonight. Like when I opened the door, I looked at Trey. I was like, I wouldn't let my dog go with this guy, man. I, this guy looks dangerous. This guy looks crazy. He's all tatted up, hat on backwards. And he's all jeans all ripped. And I'm like man and uh it was just so funny because two hours later that's what brought us here today man god just put our put our hearts together uh he opened up to me i opened up to him and and just uh we began a mentorship relationship that became a friendship that then now i consider him a, a blood brother i mean there's just uh, people say who's trey's my brother that's what i tell people uh and it was all because of that time that we spent one-to-one and our families doing life together and that's what inspired him and gave him the vision to say, listen, what you did for me, John, what your family did, I want that for every veteran that we can. It's not going to be 10,000, 100,000, but if we can do it one at a time, um, let's do it. And so that's that's how Barnabas started. I love it. I love it. And we all know, John, we all know that the word says, right, when when one when one is saved, all of heaven rejoices, right? So it doesn't have to be 10,000, right? We just got to reach one at a time. Yes, sir. So, oh man, that's awesome. I love that. I love having the, the idea of, and, and the idea of having people in our lives that we can count on, that are there, that hold us accountable, right? That, that want to do life and walk a Christian path with us. It's so vital. Yeah. It's yeah. so vital. It's huge. It's huge. And it was, and when we went to go look for the name, uh, it was funny. I have these four volumes. Uh, there's four volumes of alphabetical every name place in the entire bible and uh it's crazy these old books and so we started literally with a and we were just going through nothing hit nothing hit nothing hit got to b and we hit barnabas and barnabas means son of encouragement yep. and when you meet trey you'll you just I, I, there's no other word for him than barnabas he is the most encouraging man i've ever met in my entire life no matter what's going on in his life the guy will text you in the middle of the day i love you like just amazing and so when we hit barnabas it was like that's it we're you know operation barnabas that's awesome how it just jumps out at you it's uh kind of, kind of like baby names you know just you, know, you start looking for that baby name that perfect name and eventually it just jumps out at you at least that's how it worked for us so all right so tell us you told us how you got started here so tell us you know how, how what what happens with operation barnabas if if you find somebody who needs the services that Barnabas provides. What 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 is uh what is going to happen? So when we first started, it was me and Trey. That was it. And uh, we had a camper that somebody had donated to us. And so we knew we had to get. If if you're homeless, what's the first obvious need? A place to stay, a, a roof yep. over your head. So we knew we needed a place to put these guys if we were going to be able to mentor them and help them because. Uh, if they're out running on the streets, it, it's hard to have a relationship. It's hard to do life together. So we got this camper donated and we drove that thing all over Clay County, Duval County, Northeast Florida. We would park it wherever somebody would let us park it. And it, again, slow, methodical, one vet at a time. And uh, I think our first uh, I think our first one guy we put in there, if I remember right, was a was a JAG attorney. And wow. uh, he was living behind a church in Keystone Heights. And uh, we were able to pull him out and, and get him. Uh, and so what happens is we called it triage. And so as soon as we put them in a camper or in, in a hotel or a room, wherever we put them, we kind of triage the situation. What's what are the biggest needs? How did they get into this situation in the first place? Because these are these are these are warriors. These are men that have and women that have you know done amazing, obviously been successful in life. So how did they we kind of back up the spiral, the downward spiral? We kind of go back up and see how they got there. 
what do we, you know, is, is it a job? And in, in, in the Jacksonville area, we found that, uh, you know, reliable transportation, you can't get to a job. We don't have reliable public transportation. So we realized quickly that we were going to need cars. Um, and so we just kind of started putting it all together. We, so we say reliable transportation, reliable housing and reliable employment. That's the first thing we start kind of start putting together uh, as we mentor them towards wholeness. And we know that first job, if you've been homeless, if you've been out of work for six, seven, eight years, you know, you're not going to get a, li a living wage right away. So that first job might be that minimum wage job, but at least it's putting money in your pocket. It's building your credit back. It's giving you that experience. The car is getting you to and from work where you need to get. So that's kind of what we did is we just kind of did that. Then we met a lady named Kathy White. She had a hotel on Wells Road, the Stay Suites of America, and that changed Barnabas forever. That's why we're here today, because she looked at me and Trey. We, we were actually just coming to her, ask for a donation. And uh, she looked at both of us and she goes, what do you all want? <laughs> What do you want? She's just, she was one of those in your face ladies. We love her. We call her our mom to this day. And I, I, I said, we need a place to put veterans. And she goes, how many rooms you need? So I'm shooting low. I'm going like five. She goes, 10. You got them. They're yours. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no charge. Wow. Her hotel. And that changed the game right there because now we can get 10 veterans in at a time. Um, and it just, that, that's just, it rolled after that, man. So we would put him in the hotel. We would take him off the street, put him in a hotel, hot shower, hot meal. Within 24 hours, they were assigned a mentor. And then here we go. We're putting those pieces together that we talk about towards wholeness. And sometimes in under 90 days, we could take him from under a bridge to in an apartment with a car, working a job. I mean, that quickly. It was that it was that quickly. Economy changed, made it much more challenging. That same $800 apartment, one bedroom is now $1,500 a month. Uh, a minimum wage is not going to meet that gap. So it really made a challenge. Uh, so that started kind of turning Barnabas in another direction. And then uh, the, what happened next is a sheet. Miss Kathy, uh, health reasons, had to step down. The hotel was sold and uh, the new partnership, big corporation out of Las Vegas, was not interested in that 10 room deal. <laughs> so that that kind of changed that. And that is why we are today building Fort Barnabas, because we want to be able to control the environment. Uh, the hotel was a blessing. Uh, but there was also a lot of things going on there that, she, you know, just the, the world we live in today, the drugs, the prostitution things that were. So even though our vets were getting off the street, they were still in an environment where there were still a lot of temptations. Mm -hmm. So Fort Barnabas, tiny home village we're building in Orange Park area, Clay County area is going to allow us to control the environment, what comes on and off the property and, and really put these vets in a place where it's uh, a place of healing and, and love and, and, and they can you know be mentored. Wow. What a process, man. I, I love your heart, dude. I love you and Trey are like, you guys have got the best heart. I love it. Tell us about um, Fort Barnabas, right? What's that? What's that going to look like? What's it going to, what's it going to entail? What's going to be, you know, how long is this? Are they going to be able to stay forever? Is it short-term housing? Sure. Tell us about it. So the, uh, the vision is, is that it's two acres. And so on one of the acres, it's going to be a tiny home village, uh, Barnabas bungalows, whatever you want to call them. Um, but small <laughs> homes, 150, 200 square feet, basically a hotel room on wheels or on, or on in a small. Uh, but they're beautiful there. We have the first one on site right now. We did a ribbon cutting a couple of weeks ago. Uh, these are nice homes. I told my wife uh, if something happens to her. I said, baby, I'm, I'm buying me a piece of property. I'm going to give me a nice little tiny home. That's going to be that's, that's a way to go right there. Uh, cause they are, they're, they're compact. Everything's right there. And uh, so that will take the place of the hotel. So that's, we're going to call it uh, basically a six month program. So okay. this is where they are coming off the street. They're not paying any rent. Um, they're getting that, that first job. They're getting that experience. They're getting that car. They're getting the things they need to put back together. 
at the end of that six months, um, there'll be a transition. So if they feel comfortable, if, if they, they may be in a position like you know, our JAG attorney or uh, we had a nurse in our program at one point in time, you know, some of these professionals might be able to get back into that work living wage place a little quicker. Uh, so at the end of six months, we can help them transition into an apartment, maybe buy a home, um, just depends. Remember that triage we talked about. Some of them we know are not going to be ready after six months. And so on the other side of the property, we're hoping to build about six to seven, maybe eight, depending on what we can fit on there, uh, maybe townhomes or stick build homes. That'll be a 12 to 18 month program. So while they're in that program, they transition to that side. They're paying a prorated rent uh, based on their income, but they're going back to get some type of training so that they can get that living wage. So that maybe they're going to get a CDL license. Maybe they're going back to junior college. Maybe they're getting a trade, going to HVAC or welding. Um, and we're helping them through that process and then matching them up with employers in the area that can help them get to that. And then at the end of that 12 to 18 month program, then that's when they will launch out and, um, you know, like I said, become a homeowner, get a VA loan, get out on their own and be independent. So what I heard you say there, and that's, that's something you said that really kind of keyed in for me, especially for us veterans, right? Is that credentialing piece. You may need to go get an HVAC credential. You may need to go get, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the cybersecurity, whatever it is, you know, that, that we're going to move forward with. Are you partnering with any veteran, non, other veteran nonprofits that work specifically in the credentialing world? <clears throat> so, like I said, that's where we're, we're, that's the vision down the road. So we're at this point in time, we don't have an official partner um, over the last six, seven years, obviously from, you know, everybody from uh, Hope for Veterans and Operation Uniform and, and all these other guys, you know, we're all been, you know, we all want to help vets. We want it. We want our nation to be strong. We want the warriors that protect our nation to be strong, their families. So we're all in this together. And uh, and so, yeah, we would definitely we're, we're already lining up business partners uh, like Essential Electric. Um, you know, mm -hmm. he's going to come on board and help us with the electrical on the property. And we want to be able to use him as our electrician. Uh, we're looking for a plumbing partner, you know, all those things right now. That's what's happening in this transition phase from the hotel to Fort Barnabas is we're lining up the partnerships that you're talking about. That's awesome. That's awesome. So listen, if you're listening to this and you know of a great organization that does good work for our veterans, I need you to reach out to John and Trey at Operation Barnabas and and, and let's let's figure out how to get these folks trans, transitioned, educated, credentialed so that they have the best shot at life. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of great organizations that do that. And um, just the interaction that I've seen in, in the short time I've been working with Barnabas just here in the local community is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, we get I mean, it's such a great uh, veteran community anyway. But then, you know, you throw in organizations like ONU and Wounded Warrior that are based here as well in Jacksonville. It really just, you know, provides that great platform, you know, for us to to really make an impact and. and yeah, it's been a blessing for me so far just to be a part of this and, and get to know the team. Um, so with, with your time, when officially did Barnabas start? How many years are we talking for Barnabas? 2017 was our official launch date when we uh, 16 was when we kind of started putting the pieces together. And then 17, we were officially 501c3 and, and up and running and going. Is there if you want to talk about it, is there anything that sort of sticks out over those years? You know, like a just an amazing uh, story, turnaround story, or anything like that that really jumps out at you that, you know, um, th through all of this and what you've seen and what you've done. Absolutely. So our current lead officer, uh, Tyler Summers, um, he started as a mentor. And so he's now and now he's running Barnabas. And so the, the beautiful part of that story is, is 
Um, not only are we servicing Northeast Florida, but we've taken vets as far away from California. We've taken vets from from all you know from other parts of the United States that have actually relocated to come here. That's how much they heard about great things about Barnabas and want to be a part of it. So, uh, but one of our great partnerships is with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. They have a vet pod in their in their jail down there. And uh, they're doing some amazing things. Sheriff Cronister is doing some amazing things. And so one of the veterans that was in that veteran pod, uh, <clears throat> Jordan Brimlow, and uh, he called and wanted to be a part of the program. We vetted him. Uh, we, we brought him up here from Tampa, uh, moved him into the hotel. His family was completely uh, broken apart. His marriage was broken apart. Uh, this guy was a warrior. This guy was a, a hero. And and yet and because of his downward spiral, he had gotten put on three, I think, three terrorist watch lists. He was on three, three. I mean, he, he had just just thrown his life away and was just kind of in that dark place and uh, called us, went through the triage. Uh, Tyler became his mentor. We assigned Tyler as his mentor and uh, same thing, man. God just knitted their hearts together. They're best friends today. And, and it's an incredible story. And so Jordan went through the entire program. We got him going. Uh, and so he just uh, about a month ago went through uh, the process to get a VA loan, uh, purchased his first home, he and his wife are going through some amazing counseling. They're back together. The kids are there. They're all under one roof. Um, it's just a complete 180. And, and just to see Tyler and Jordan and that story of, of just redemption of what God can do in the life of, a, of a, anyone is just incredible. And so that, that if I had to tell a story of all my story, there's a million of them. I could sit here all day long and tell you just how many great things I've seen God do over the years. But that one, to see these two men uh, do the same thing that uh, Trey and I did, you know, and, and watch it just happen again and again and again. It's just, you never get tired of it. It never gets old. It's just an incredible story. So we're proud of that. Jordan works for us now. He's on, he's on board with Barnabas. And of course now Tyler has been elevated to to our leader. And that's, uh, so that's just, that tells you right there, just the full circle of how God works. Oh yeah. And I'm so glad you told that story because it, well, the first time I met Jordan, I'm like, nah, you guys are just pulling my leg. He's not on any watch list. I mean, he's just, he's just, <laughs> chill guy super nice welcoming you know welcoming everybody in there it's just an amazing story um, hey what's even crazier about that just the, sorry this was amazing when we first got like when he got his life turned around everything was going around he still hadn't been sentenced yet and so just to show you the heart of the man what god had done he came to us and he said you know there's a really big possibility i'm gonna have to go back to jail so even though his life was getting put back together his marriage was back they were looking for they were in an apartment that we had helped them get in a townhome we'd helped them get into he was going to have to go back to jail. And so what's going to happen to his wife? Well, in the meantime, she got pregnant. And so now here we go. And we're, we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And so um, he did have to go back to jail. And the amazing part of that story is, is I think she was due in April or whenever the month was. And we're looking at the dates and we're like, man, is he, is he going to be back in time? Is he going to get out of jail in time? And, you know, a lot of men would have been bitter about that. Like, man, you know, why I got to go back to jail? Why do I go back? And, uh, and he did. He said, if God sends me back to jail, then I'm going back there for a reason. And that's to reach some other men in that jail to reach them for Christ. And so just to have that attitude, I'm not, I'm not mad. Even though my wife's pregnant, I want to be here. I'm going to go back and do the Lord's work in the jail where I came out of. And so long story short, he got out right in time to be able to see his, his child awesome. born. And that was incredible. So just, that's how God works, man. Yeah, that is awesome. So we're, uh, we're almost down to the end here before we get, get too close to the end. I want to uh, tell us a little bit about Trinity transportation. What are, you, what are you trying to yeah. do with that? So we, uh, the 20, I think we've given away 20, given 26 cars out. And uh, our, our partner with that was, was Mercy Auto. Mercy Auto is a, a for-profit uh, mechanic shop in the Orange Park area. 
And uh, the for-profit side funded the nonprofit side. That's how they were able to get these cars at auction at, uh, at good prices and then be able to donate them to us or give them to us at a really good price. And uh, so we were partnering with Mercy Auto and I was watching that model and I was like, that's pretty neat that the for-profit funds the nonprofit. And uh, so we just started, you know, kicking ideas around over the last couple of years. Just, you know, we looked at everything from a landscaping business to maybe HVAC, you know, something in the trade world. And uh, we looked at, you know, startup costs and, and all the different things and angles and all that. And uh, we, transportation, you know, with trucking, you really just, you, know, you just need a couple of trucks that you can lease and rent and, and some drivers and you're, you're up and running and you're going. So we launched Trinity Transportation with the idea that down the road, we're only four months in, this is a brand new startup company. We don't know if it's ever going to be profitable or not. Cause it's a, it's a, that, that there's diesel prices, man. They're, they're no joke. <laughs> That's, uh, they get you on that. And, uh, that insurance too. Uh, there's other guys making a lot of money, but right now we're still in there, that, that startup phase, but we're hoping praying down the road that this grows and that we'll able, we're able to make a profit and then donate those profits back to Barnabas and be able to pour that back into, uh, to the veterans. And then, as we talked about on the 12 to 18 month side, if they would like to go get a CDL license, we're pipelining those guys right into Trinity Transportation, putting them on the road, putting vets in trucks. And uh, we're hoping right now we're doing semis, but we're going to hopefully branch out into box trucks. And uh, if they, we do the box trucks, they don't need the CDL. They just need a clean driving record. So that'll be an easier pipeline for these guys to get on the road and start driving. So so that's kind of the vision for it. Uh, we, we have no idea. We're not truckers. We, we don't. <laughs> we're learning as we go. We're making uh, you know the necessary decisions we need to get, get going, but um, it's, it's in God's hands at this point, but it's, it is something, even if this one doesn't work, we're, we are looking for a model where we have a for-profit business that, that helps Barnabas down the road. Love I love it. What that's, that's such a great model too, because it, it becomes full circle, right? We've yep. got this thing that provides a service to, to, to our community. And then it provides the same service to our vets and it opens up opportunities for education, for viable employment, and it's, it becomes a self-licking ice cream cone. Yep. That's awesome. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we're excited about that. And on the property, too, at Fort Barnabas, we had, uh, we talked about the two housing, but we also would like to have, you know, the, the big, big dream is we have a, a, a chapel on that place, a, a multi-purpose uh, building, actually. We know we're going to need a laundry cert, you know, place to do their laundry in the tiny home because there's not washer and dryers in there. So a laundry area, counseling center. Uh, classrooms and, and then a chapel and, and all that. So all that would kind of tie together, you know, Trinity transportation business could to, to be housed there. So uh, that's going to be part of that vision too, is having that, that multi-purpose building at Fort Barnabas. I love it. John, you let me, brother, let me know how I can be of service. Me as an individual warrior set free, you let us know how we can be a part of that. And, and we're all in dude. Cool. Well, we appreciate it, it, man. Your prayers are much needed. Um, like I said, this is a big, this is a big, mountain but we serve a big god so we're excited right. to watch him watch him work that's right i always say nobody will ever convince me my god is small that's right <laughs> yes sir so awesome okay so as we are running out of time john what i want to do is i just want to make sure that everyone who's listening who either has a nonprofit or works for a nonprofit that could maybe help um people who want to donate people who want to help you financially because it does take that money to run right Anyone right. who, who who wants to just know more about Operation Barnabas, how do how do they reach you? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Cool. Easiest way, operationbarnabas.com. Uh, that's the website. We just launched a brand new website. It's our first, uh, we call it our first varsity website. We went from the, the mom pop uh, <laughs> operating you know, to now we got a, a real website. Uh, so go to our real website, operationbarnabas.com. 
Uh, we have a dedicated Barnabas line, 904-788-5926. Um, you can text that number. You can uh, email us at communications at Operation Barnabas. Um, that goes to Jackson, our communications officer, and he can disperse that out to the proper people. And uh, so we would just love to talk to you and, and really just get more. This is a great, this started as grassroots and it's still grassroots and it's, it, it, it always probably will be grassroots. You know, we know uh, the grants and the things that are out there. We'll, we'll, we'll search those out too. But at the end of the day, Barnabas will always be about the people and about the people. And cool thing is I'm a civilian. So how did I get involved with Barnabas? Why am I involved with Barnabas? Because at the end of the day, my grandfather told me a story of, uh, he fought in world war II, flew B 17 bombers and, he told me a story that uh, they were playing a women's basketball game up somewhere in the Midwest. And I guess in the middle of the game, one of the girls bobby pins fell out of her head onto the court. And they actually stopped the basketball game to search for that bobby pin because that medal was so precious because that medal represented our boys, our young men that were over there fighting for our, mm -hmm. our freedom. For And I, that stuck in my head my entire life that even as a civilian, it's my responsibility and it's my duty to make sure that you guys as veterans are supported. And so it was natural for me to say, oh yeah, I'll be the concerned civilian. I'll represent the, the, the civilian population. So this is not just a veterans organization. This is us. This is us as a country, as a, as a, as a people supporting the men and women that give us the freedom to put our heads on that pillow every night, knowing we're safe and free. I love it. And as a veteran brother, thank you for your heart, man. Again, I just, I could not, I could not be more grateful um, for people like you, for you specifically, um, with a heart, um, just to look out for us and to make sure that we, um, you know, when we find ourselves in a, in a down and out position, right. That, that maybe we've got, we've got some hope, we've got some light at the end of that tunnel. Um, and I, and I appreciate you being the one that stands there holding that light. So, um, listen, uh, thank you so much for being here, John. It's been incredible. I love learning about this organization. And again, I'm just going to say it one more time. So it's recorded brother. If you need me, all you've got to do is call. I've got you. Um, you are absolutely covered in our prayers. My, me and my family's prayers, you'll be covered. Um, but we just, we love you. We're great. We're grateful for everything that you do. Um, and to everybody watching, thank you so much for taking the time to sit and listen to us. Um, please reach out and find a way to help out Operation Barnabas. Um, and let's get involved. On behalf of the Vet SOS family, we'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Make sure you follow and subscribe to us on YouTube and your favorite po po podcast platforms. Remember, don't drown in the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. We'll see you guys later.